Hello, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening and also to explain why you might hear ads like this before, during, or even after an episode. We're a small but mighty team here at Realm, and to help fund our shows, we promote products or services that we think you'd enjoy from a variety of sponsors. If any of our ads interest you, one of the best ways to support us is by visiting the link or using the promo code in the ad. It's pretty much a win-win since you can get some great deals and we can keep making awesome shows like this one. You can also visit realm.fm slash partners for more information about our sponsors and how to access the different promotions. Thanks again for joining us in our corner of the universe. Listen away. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello, friend. Welcome back to Adrenaline Realms Thriller Channel. I am your host, as always, Neil Helligers. So glad that you're back, just in time for episode six of Greetings from Sultan Sea. Enjoy. What the hell are you doing, Rucker? Barging out of my office and sprinting straight to the police station. I thought we agreed that you should lay low for a while. That was your plan, Frank, not mine. The cops don't know it's Jill. Of course they don't. She didn't have any ID on her when her body was found. I told you, it's only a matter of time until they identify her. You know, through DNA or facial wreck or until somebody reports her as missing. We got a small window here, that's it. Now, pull over. I've got your shoes here in my car. No. Pull over. No. We can do this the easy way or the hard way. What, you gonna sideswipe me? Knock me over? Are you gonna shoot me off my bike like I'm a fucking seagull? Seagulls don't ride bicycles, you idiot. Now pull the fuck over. Go ahead and shoot me, Frank. I don't care. Shoot out my tires. Shoot me in the head. I really don't give a shit right now. I am borderline suicidal, so do it. Go right ahead. I don't make a habit of killing my clients. To do so would be to sever an ongoing income stream. I'll tell you what. I'll shoot him if you don't pull over. What? Who? That homeless guy on the corner. (sighs) That's Lenny. He's not homeless. He's a lifeguard. No reason he can't be both. All right. All right. Don't shoot him. Please don't. I'll pull over. Hello again, fella. Hey, Lenny. Can the pleasantries rucker or the lifeguard gets one in the brain pan? I get it. Okay. Your bike will fit in the trunk. Wheel it around back. Wait, let me see that. Don't touch it, Rucker. This is Jill's wallet. You don't want your fingerprints on it. Look, 
Her ID is inside. Why do you have her wallet with her ID? Is this blood? I cut myself shaving this morning. You have a fucking beard, Frank. Will you calm down? It's bad enough you're running around town in your stocking feet like a mental case. Put your shoes on and we'll talk. Come on, get in the car. I'm listening. Shoes! All right, all right. You knew I was out there this morning. I brought you a Polaroid snapshot of the poor broad's dead body. Show some damn respect! Don't call her a broad. Don't call her a skirt. Don't call her a dame. Don't call her a twist. She was a woman. A beautiful woman. <sighs> her name was Jill. Noted. Now, calm down, boyo. So... What? You simply took the opportunity to swipe evidence at a crime scene? On your behalf. You're my client. The longer ID the victim takes, the longer it takes to run the DNA you deposited at the scene and up the victim's bajingo, the longer you stay out of the crosshairs of the cops. You didn't kill her, did you? On my behalf? Why would I kill the bro- Woman. Her being dead doesn't lighten your load. It makes things about a thousand times worse for you. Let's take a spin around the lake, make sure we're not being tailed. We already did that once today already. It took hours. There's not a single car behind us. Can't be too careful. Oh, God. Hand me my O2 mask, will you? Thanks. Twist the lever a quarter turn. Your mask is still back there. Feel free to partake at will. Frank? What is this? Cool, isn't it? I bought it this morning at a swap meet stall for a fiver. Antique, I think. It's a metronome. Yeah, that it is. My granny used to have one atop her piano when I was growing up. Plucks a nostalgic heartstring in this old man, let me tell you. According to the guy who sold it to me, musicians use them to practice playing instruments to a set beat. B-P-M. Beats per minute. I know what it's used for. Yeah? Well, apparently some people use them in an alternative fashion. For self-hypnosis. Set the beat to match their own pulse. Like having the external tickety-tick boom of your own heart. It's said to have a calming effect supposedly can make you fall into a trance without consuming narcotics by the fistful. Or into a fugue state. Here, I'll show you. As tightly wound as you are, Rucker, I bet you'll dig it. Afternoon, help you? Ah, Mr. Rucker, you got my message. More bones were found? They were. By a couple of tourists who disembarked from the sightseeing trolley and went for a stroll along the shoreline. Tentatively identified as belonging to Kevin Aaron Rucker, but we won't know for certain until the lab does its DNA test. Just wanted to give you a heads up in case you were sizing shoebox caskets. Can I see them? I can't let you take them with you just yet. I know, but I'd still like to see them. And you're going to need a letter from the district attorney notifying you that the investigating detectives are authorizing release. I know. You recall the case number offhand? 
98732. It'll be just a minute. I'll have them brought out for a visit. Thank you. Your situation kind of reminds me of an old joke. This isn't a joke. You see, there's this prisoner named Joe working in a Louisiana prison camp. He's using an axe to chop wood for heating the barracks, and he goes and chops off his big toe. Slices right through his shoe and all. Next day, though, he's back at it, chopping wood like nothing happened. This time, the axe comes down on the side of his other foot, severing two more toes. A week later, when he's released from the infirmary, he fetches the axe, swings it high one-handed, and brings it down low, and thunk, there goes a thumb and index finger. Hearing about this, the prison warden calls him into his office and says, Joe, be honest here, boy. You in the process of trying to escape? (laughs) You see? He was getting out of there one piece at a time. Oh, I got it. (laughs) Okay, here's what we got. Three bones. Don't quote me, but this one here appears to be an ulna. (laughs) Sounds sort of like a lady's private part, don't it? Actually, though, an ulna is the longer of the two forearm bones, the other one being the radius, which is a mite thicker. Here and here. Please don't touch me. Sorry. In my line of work, a visual aid is worth a thousand words. And this one? A clavicle, commonly known as the collarbone. Ah, if you've ever eaten barbecued ribs, you can probably guess what this last one is. You'll soon have a fine little collection. Now even Detective Dove will have to admit my brother is dead. Well, I wouldn't be so sure about that. You can lose your ulna, even your entire forearm, and still be walking around just dandy. Yeah, but you won't be walking around just dandy without a shin bone. Can't argue with you on that point, Mr. Rucker. But prosthetic limbs have come a long way since, say, Vietnam. Look at those Special Olympics runners. They can haul ass on those skinny blades. These two bones don't come from disposable limbs. Yeah, but you don't need a clavicle to survive. It's expendable. Optional. Like an appendix or a gallbladder. Though we've all got 12 sets of ribs, I bet you didn't know we really only need six for a functioning ribcage. So, see? You don't want to jump to a gloomy conclusion, Mr. Rucker. There's a chance. A slim chance, I'll give you that. Your brother might be out there somewhere, alive and well. Four bones short, but as long as he's got his skull and his pelvic girdle, he's got a shot. 206 bones in the human body, he's still got a lot to spare. I'll be back when I get the letter from the district attorney. You do that. I'll see you when I see you. Don't worry about your brother's bones. I'll store them properly in a brown paper bag. God willing, he might need them again one day. Bones can't be reattached. Maybe not today, but the advances in medical science are nothing short of miraculous. Fifty years ago, who'd have thunk one day they'd be using pig valves and human heart transplants? (laughs) Who'd have thunk it? Have a blessed day, Mr. Rucker. Salton Sea is a ruin. It's nothing like it was in old color saturated postcards of its glory days. The city was being sucked into ruination even when Kevin and I were kids. It's just more so today. But it's not devastated in the way a city reduced to rubble by bombing or a deadly tornado is. More like 
what remains has been grossly distorted into an image in a funhouse mirror. Salton Sea has become a parody of itself. Strings of motels are still standing and vacancy signs still beckon to highway travelers, but the motel windows have long been boarded up with warped plywood. Parking lots are little more than chunks of asphalt. No one has stayed there in nearly half a century. No one ever will again. The thousand or more private and public swimming pools are all empty. And their smooth, concave, cracked concrete bellies have been defaced entirely with graffiti. The grid of watery canals dug to mimic Venice, built to flow between the estate houses along the lake shore and to enchant the snowbirds, are still filled with liquid. But the water, if you can call it that, is bright fluorescent green and as thick as motor oil. Most of the tourist dwellings are gone, completely gone. Moved out on flatbed trucks or cannibalized down to their concrete slabs. In fact, from an aerial view, that's what stands out the most. Naked and slick concrete slabs dotting the landscape below. The occasional house still slouches along the shoreline. That of a hardy individual or a crazy one but those are fewer and far between. Even the residential subdivisions where the permanent residents lived a good mile or so from the lake itself, like where my parents still live, are half empty. The houses may be standing, but half the people evacuated long ago. But in Salton Sea, the real destroyer comes in the form of corrosion and oxidation. Every metal surface, every abandoned boat trailer or chain barrier, every metal shed, all metal buildings and sidings, and every metal fence post is seething with metallic excretions the color of curdled rust. It's the salt. The abnormally high salinity of the Salton Sea is more metatastic than cancer. The salty and polluted air blowing off the lake corrodes metal ten times faster than normal air. And the bacteria from the airborne lake particles can consume even mighty iron and turn the excretions to rust. That's what I think of when I hear the name Salton Sea. Rust. That and the bones. Rust and bones. And always the horrible stink. Hello, friend. This is Neil Helligers, host of Adrenaline Realms Thriller Channel, and I'm here to talk to you a little bit more about the Greenlight app. And this message is, of course, sponsored by Greenlight, but I was using, our family was using the Greenlight app uh, even before the first ad in a wonderful, thrilling, cosmic coincidence, right? See what I did there? So again, to catch you up, Greenlight is a debit card and a money app that's made for families. Basically, the way it works is that parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving. And you can see exactly how much money they have in their account. And there's different ways to give them money. What we've been doing is on a, like a weekly allowance, a certain amount that goes into his account every week. So in order to further the conversation about money and about earning, uh, we're using Greenlight as a kind of a foundation for that conversation. Uh, in other words, instead of just the allowance he gets for 
certain base things that he's expected to do around the house. Uh, we are also adding the chore feature, which is certain one-time payments for certain one-time jobs. For example, in our house, we're trying to encourage our son to start walking the dog more. He's old enough for it, he's responsible enough for it, and he's done it enough that he knows what to do. So he can really see that for all those extra times that he steps up and does the dog walk, he gets rewarded for that job well done. And this is the conversation. In life, when you work a little extra harder, you get a little extra compensation, and you can either save that up or spend it how you like. And we're not alone in this. Millions of parents and kids are learning about money on Greenlight. It's a very easy and very convenient way for parents to raise financially smart kids and for families to navigate life together. So sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash adrenaline. That's greenlight.com slash adrenaline to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash adrenaline slash 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 slash. So thrilling, right? Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Kellen, you were saying? Was I? You were in the middle of recalling the ride to your parents' house. Was I? Then you drifted off. Did I? You mean like an ellipses, Doc? Dot, dot, dot to show something is missing? A word, a phrase, a block of text, a chunk of time? An ellipses only refers to an omission in speech or writing. It isn't a psychological term, but I think you know that. Then what do you call missing time in your business, Doc? Missing time? <laughs> Keep it simple, stupid. That's not what's happening here. Then what is? Avoidance. Specifically, avoidance through reverie couched as journalistic color. You were listening. I'm an active listener, not a passive one. Well, maybe I'm in the throes of a psychotic break. That's the second time you've alluded to that. Do you know what a psychotic break is? It's a two-word phrase in the common vernacular. Everybody who uses it thinks they know what it means, like Occam's razor or Schrodinger's cat. And do you? To be honest, no. The break refers to a break from reality. Yeah, but into what? Fantasy? More like simply losing contact from reality by hearing, feeling, smelling, tasting, or even seeing something that has no active correlation to what is actually there. You mean hallucinations? Yes, but I think what you are fearing, though trying to make light of, is called reactive psychosis. The psychosis by any other name would smell as bad. 
Psychosis isn't a dirty word. Tell that to the gibbering and drooling residents of your psych ward, Doc. Reactive psychosis is usually brief and is brought on shortly after an obvious stressor, usually a disturbing event or trauma, an accident, an assault, a natural disaster, the death of a loved one. Kevin has been dead for more than 20 years. But you didn't know that. You only accepted that he was missing. His actual death is a fresh wound. You have been holding out hope this entire time that he was still alive. Hope springs eternal. Don't worry, Doc. I'm not psychotic. Where did you get that metronome from? It was passed on to me from my grandmother. <laughs> she was a piano teacher. Now, if you don't wish to discuss why your aversion to your childhood home is so palpable, perhaps we can return to your recovered recollection? You mean to when she was still alive? You were about to head to your parents' house. I never wanted to go back there. Why is that? Because... Because why? Because I wanted to forget I ever lived there. And why is that? Kellen? Kellen. Greetings from Salton Sea is created by Cassandra Wells and Charlie Randazzo. Written by Cassandra Wells. Directed by Charlie Randazzo. Produced by Fred Greenhalge and Marco Palmieri. Executive produced by Cassandra Wells, Daniel Kamen, Molly Barton, and Julian Yap. Performed by Daniel Kamen, Tom Bayer, Jeff Blumberg, Marta Cross, Harry Gawillam, Jackson Gawillam, Mark Irvingson, Charlie Rendazzo, Time Winters, and Tracy Winters. Post-production producer, Daniel Kamen. Sound design and editing by Charlie Rendazzo. Music by Quiet on the Set. Additional cover art by Heather Mason. Production manager, Devin Shepard. Production coordinator, Angela Yee. Executive in charge for Realm, Mary Asadolahi. You're listening to Adrenaline, Greetings from Salton Sea. Created and produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Listen away. Every five minutes, a transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Adrenaline is produced by Nicole Kreuter and Kaylin West. Associate produced by Devin Shepard. Executive produced by Molly Barton and Julian Yap. Hosted by Neil Helligers. Audio editing by Angela Yee. 
Original theme by Marcus Bagala. Original cover art by Kindle Thomas. Find more shows like Adrenaline by following Realm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at realm.fm.